Welcome back to the KCSU Sports Monthly Recap Podcast for the month of March. I'm your host, Ewan Pert, one of the co-hosts of KCSU's live sports program, Ramblers, and sports director here at KCSU. Today we'll be going over the last month of sports here at KCS, here at CSU, letting you know what you need to know. Seven teams would partake in competition this month, those being men's basketball, women's basketball, men's golf, women's tennis, track, softball, and women's golf. Jumping right into it, the men's basketball team was one of the first teams here at CSU to end their season in the month of March. They would finish their season with a final record of 15-18 and 18 overall and 6-12 and 12 in conference play. The good news is that the team did have a very good March, despite the rest of their season. The team was 2-1 last month and would put up an incredible showing against the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Championship runner-ups, SDSU. March 3rd, they had a 92-84 win against New Mexico with John Tanjay leading the team with 24 points, while Isaiah Stevens set a new career high in assists with 13. Five players had five or more rebounds as well. Another important statistic for this game was the team's 58% field goal percentage and 55% three-point percentage. What an amazing way to end off the regular season before jumping in to the Mountain West Tournament. Up next was March 8th. They had a 67-65 win against Fresno State in the first round of Mountain West Tournament. John Tanjay would lead the team in scoring once again with 20 points, followed closely by Isaiah Stevens with 19 points himself. This game was one that was defined by the Rams' defensive efforts as the team would force 14 turnovers from the Bulldogs, along with forcing 19 fouls and keeping the Bulldogs to only 40% shooting from the field and only 28% from three. Moving on to the next game on March 9th, in a game that would end the Rams' season, the Rams would fall 64-61 to to the tournament-bound San Diego State Aztecs. This was a huge measuring stick game for your Rams as they were looking to do similar damage in the Mountain West as they did last season and prove it wasn't just David Roddy out there last year. The Rams would have four scores in the double digits, again led by John Tanjay, who had 17. Isaiah Stevens, Patrick Cartier, and Jalen Lake would make up the rest of the high-scoring quartet. Isaiah Stevens would have eight assists and zero turnovers in the game, proving his capabilities as a playmaker, even though he would have a poor shooting night, going 5 for 20 from the field. The defense stood out once again, keeping the Aztecs to 38% from the field and 26% from three, while also forcing 13 turnovers and scoring 14 points off of those turnovers. Unfortunately, the Rams' physical style did keep them from winning as they would commit 18 fouls in the game, and SDSU would shoot 24 free throws in the game, 10 more free throws than the Rams would attempt themselves, and ending the Rams season. But we must say it was such a fantastic season from our men's basketball team. And as players start to go in and out of the transfer portal, 
and or declare for the NBA draft, we would love to shout out to all of the players and commend them for their season and going out there and battling every single game, even though people such as myself uh, didn't really believe in them as much as they maybe should have, especially without David Roddy there. Uh, special shout out to John Tanjay, who really stepped up his game this season and did everything this team could have ever asked him for and really just stepped up all the way, especially when he started the season without the help of Isaiah Stevens and just kind of tugged the team along through the season. Moving on to women's tennis, the team would have a very nice month in March, uh, totaling up four wins and two losses. Conference play also started for the team in the third month of the year. The month would begin with a four-game winning streak ending non-conference play, beating Chicago State, Florida Atlantic, Lynn University, and then Creighton. The team did get off to a disappointing start in conference play as they would lose to Fresno State and then Wyoming the following day. On March 5th, they had a 6-1 win against Chicago State. Uh, Emily Dush would suffer the sole loss for the team, but took her match to three sets, so did well in her own right. Otherwise, the Rams won in two sets throughout the rest of the matchup. Great job there on March 5th against Chicago State. Moving on to March 11th, they would have two matchups. First against Florida Atlantic, which was a 4-3 win. The Rams would lose their first two doubles matches before the third match went unfinished, but the team would go a sweet 4-2 in their singles matchups, bringing the total to 4-3 of that first matchup of March 11th. Moving on to the Lynn University match was a 4-2 win. Uh, and the Rams would go 1-1 one one in doubles with an unfinished third match before going 3-2 in single matches with an unfinished fifth match. And that will bring March 11th to a close. Moving on to March 19th, they would win 5-1 uh, against Creighton. They won two of their three doubles matches and went 4-1 in solos with another unfinished match in the fourth position of the day. Moving on to March 4th. 24th, they would have a 4-0 loss to Fresno State. Unfortunately, the team wasn't able to bring their best to the table, but fought hard, and Coach May Lee Tran was proud of their willingness and ability to fight in the face of such a tough opponent and adversity coming right at their face. Moving on to March 25th, the last matchup of March, they would have to suffer a 4-1 loss to Wyoming. In a border war matchup played in a neutral site in California. The Rams would sadly go 1-2 and two in their doubles matches, and Victoria Zinskaya would be the only Ram to win any of their singles matches against Wyoming. So shout out to Victoria. A shout out to the whole team for competing and building such great momentum going into conference play. As April trudges forward, one can assume the Rams will be able to move forward and start winning games once again. As of recording, the team is ranked 61st by ITA. Moving on to the men's golf team, uh, they would attend and compete in three events during the month of March. First was the Lambkin Grips San Diego Classic in Chula Vista, California. The Rams would place third of 15 there, with Davis Bryant finishing two under on the second day. Second was the National Invitational Tournament in which the Rams would place 8th of 13. The team would shoot 9 under on the second day of the Invitational, helping them move up 3 places from 11th place to 8th after the second day. 
Davis Bryant again had a fantastic showing, finishing his second day four under, propelling him to a personal fourth place in individual play, and then would finish with a nine under by himself for the three days. Third was Oregon's Duck Day. The Rams would place third of 14 by placing four players in the top 15 individually. This showing propelled the team to their sixth top three finish of the season. Really, this team is showing that this is a pretty good golf school, and uh, they're going to they're gonna go out there and compete every time uh, they're allowed to. So we're looking forward to see what they're up to in March and seeing uh, how good they can be because I know they can finish top three a couple more times. Moving on to softball, softball season has been moving incredibly quickly as they began conference play around the halfway point of March and have almost completed 30 games as of recording. They wrapped up non-conference play with the GCU Invitational and then started conference play with a series against San Diego State and then a series against Boise. In the month of March, the team would go 7-3. and three. At the GCU Invitational, the team would go 4-1. and one. They would sweep Abilene Christian with a 7-0 win on the 10th, 12-5 win on the 11th, and an 8-7 win on the 12th. Then they would go 1-1 one one against GCU, that's Grand Canyon, uh, with a 4-3 win on the 10th, and then lost the second matchup 8-3 on the 11th. In the SDSU series, in the first game, they would have a 10-5 win. Ashley York led the team with hit two hits, while Caitlin Cook led the team with three RBIs. In game two of the series, the team would be 15-5, Mercy ruled in a six-inning loss. Uh, Haley Smith did provide four RBIs for the Rams in the loss, though, so shout-out to Haley. In game three, the team would win 3-2. In order to take revenge for the tough Mercy Rule loss, Sydney Hornbuckle and Danielle Serna would pitch a tough game and only allow two runs to the Aztecs, Serna getting the win and now is 6-2 herself. In the Boise series, the team went 1-1. In game one, they had a 13-11 win behind six players with two or more hits in Haley Smith and Danielle Serna, each hitting three RBIs. In the second game of the series, though, the team would lose in a 13-2, five-inning mercy rule. It was a tough one out there for the team, but shout-out to Peyton Allen and Molly Gates for the team's two runs, and to Peyton Allen for getting both of those RBIs of the afternoon. Moving on to the track and field team, the track and field teams wrapped up their indoor season at the beginning of the month and then started up on the outdoor season almost immediately after. At the NCAA Championships, Sarah Carter and Lexi Keller became the second team All-American players as they ended their final indoor seasons, while Gabby McDonald placed 12th in women's shot put and earned herself second team All-American. She has a chance to improve on that next season and maybe even move up into first team next year. Who knows? I'm definitely rooting for her. And then at the Spank Blazing Invitational opening their outdoor season, the team took the podium in 15 different events with multiple players finishing top three in some of those. Here are the names of the players who topped and also where they placed in their event. First, you have women's hammer throw with Maya Lesnar placing first. Then it was men's javelin throw, Jackson Morris placing first. 
in women's triple jump, you had Joanna Pinnock placing first. In women's shot put, you had Maya Lesnar placing first again. Women's discus, you had Claire Kovach placing first and Maya Lesnar placing second. Maya was all over the place. Moving on to women's long jump, you had Tay Raymond taking first. Women's high jump, Jordan Lanning taking first. Women's 100-meter hurdles, Jazara Davis placing first. Women's 400 meters, Yolanda Johnson placing first. Women's 200 meters, Grace Goldsworthy placing first. Then men's discus, you had Jackson Morris placing second. And then in the women's 4x400, Yolanda Johnson, Sharda Johnson, Lexi Keller, and Tatum Bailey placed second. In men's 5,000 meter, you had Maximiliano Martinez placing third. In men's 3,000 steeple, you had Jared Putney placing third. And then in the men's 4 by 100 meter, you had Carson Bruins, Jack Cobble, Tom Willems, and Kyle Dempsey going together to place third. Just an amazing showing from the outdoor track and field team in their first event uh, of the outdoor season. Just taking the podium so many different ways. What an amazing team. And shout out to Maya Lesnar, of course, placing podium three different times, two of those being first. She's amazing. And, and really the whole team is. Can't say enough nice things about that team. Moving on to women's golf. The women's golf team would participate in two events in the month of March, competing in the Clover Cup in Mesa, Arizona, and the Bama Beach Bash in Gulf Shores, Alabama. At the Clover Cup, the team would finish seventh. The team received very solid showings from Sofia Torres, who is one of the most consistent players on this team, and Panchalika Harfanmankol, finishing within five strokes of par over the three days. At the Bama Beach Bash, the team started okay, finishing eighth after the first day and tied for sixth after the second, but they would jump up four spots to finish in second place at the Beach Bash. Sofia Torres would have a stellar five under third day. Andrea Bergstadier and Torres's scores would each finish top five individually. Bergstadier's second time doing so and Torres's third time doing so. All five Rams competitors at the Beach Bash would place top 40 individually. The Rams women golf team hasn't finished outside of the top 10 all season, and I believe this is their third time finishing in the top three. So shout out to the whole team. They're incredibly consistent. They're doing their thing out there and playing incredibly well. Rounding it out for the monthly recap is my favorite team of the year, uh, the CSU women's basketball team. In the month of March, the team would go 1-2, and two, with the first game of March also being the first game of Mountain West, and then the team getting an invite to the NCAA's NIT tournament. For the first game of March, they played Boise State, which was a 59-52 against the Broncos to start off Mountain West. For a team with aspirations to win the Mountain West this year, the Rams would start off with a solid win against Boise. McKenna Hofschild did her thing once again and led the team with 19 points and 10 assists, while the rest of the team shared the ball so that even though Destiny Thurman didn't have a perfect game for her standards, the team would be able to power through and take the win. Sydney Mech and Kendall Kinzer would combine for five blocks in the game as the defense would do the heavy lifting. The team would have 16 points off turnovers in the game, being a big engine of offense for CSU. The next matchup was the number two ranked Wyoming team 
the Rams did everything they could to take the win away from the Cowpokes. However, they were unable to do so and lost the game 65-56. to Thurman and Hofschild scored 33 points in the game, more than half of the Rams' total score. But the Cowpokes did a good job of putting a cap on McKenna Hofschild's playmaking, keeping her to only three assists in the game. The Rams' defense did cause a lot of trouble, uh, being able to cause 15 turnovers and only allow Wyoming to shoot 43% from the field and 29% from three. However, Wyoming was able to get four players in double digits scoring-wise and put their team in a position to move forward in the Mountain West Tournament. Moving on to the first appearance for the team at the women's NIT, it was against Northern Iowa. The Rams would unfortunately lose in the first round to the Northern Iowa Panthers with a score of 88-76. to Though the team was without McKenna Hofschild, Destiny Thurman, Kaitlin Crocker, Marta LeMaine, and Megan Boyd would all ball out, each scoring in the double digits. Unfortunately, this was a very foul-heavy game for the Rams. The Panthers were able to take 28 free throws, hitting 22 of those, scoring 13 more points at the line than the Rams did, which would be the main difference in the game. And that's it for the women's basketball team, and that's it for the monthly recap. Thank you for listening to the KCSU Sports Podcast monthly recap for the month of March. This was a great month for CSU Sports. Please keep listening, and thank you again. We will see you soon for the April recap in just a few weeks.